This is Transistor.fm. This podcast is brought to you by ProfitWell. Get all the SaaS reporting you need for free. They'll show you problems and opportunities with MRR, retention, and more. Sign up at ProfitWell.com. Hey, everyone. Welcome to Build Your SaaS. This is the behind-the-scenes story of building a web app in 2019. I'm John Buda, a software engineer. And I'm Justin Jackson. I do product and marketing. Follow along as we build Transistor.fm. How's it going, man? Good. Pretty good. How are you? You uh, get some exercise today? Uh, A little bit. Yeah, what'd you do? Yeah. I went for a run. Okay. What, what's a little run for you? Uh, like four miles. Four miles. Yeah. Which, I don't, four, that's. Four miles to KM <laughs> for all of our. Five, for all, five, five K? No. No, 6.4. Okay. That's a pretty good run. Cause like a 10 K run, that's, that's a, that's a, that's a long run for me. That's like, yeah, that's like a six mile run, I think. Yeah. 6.2 to be exact. So, okay, that's so a nice little run. And do you feel prepared for the triathlon that's coming up? Um, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, at this point, there's nothing else I can do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yes, I'm ready. What, what's your objective? Like, do you want to win? No, I, no, there's no, I'm not. No, I'm not really like competing um, I mean, I'm competing, I think against myself, although I've never done it, so I don't know what to expect, but, uh, mostly it's just the challenge of doing it. Yeah. Uh, but also I, it's, it's a nice area of, of Michigan. I think the course will be like nice. Okay. To, just like ride around and run around in. Yeah. So this isn't like punishment for you. This is like fun. Yeah, no, it's not. It's, I mean, it'll be punishing, I think. Yeah. I think it'll probably hurt a lot at the end. Uh, I don't, but I, like I said, I don't really know what to expect because I've never done it. Isn't so. triathlon the one where if you don't get a good enough time in a certain event, they just disqualify you? I like if you, if you don't swim fast so. enough? I think there's cutoff times. Yeah. Yeah. Because they don't, yeah, they can't, because then they can't allow you to finish the whole race. Because if the whole race is slow, then they have to like close off the roads and all this other stuff. Like they don't want you to finish in the dark. Probably. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. That makes sense. Um, yeah. Sweet. Uh, yeah, it'll be, uh, it'll be interesting. Well, <laughs> I, ho- I hope you do great. Thanks. <laughs> now, in terms of uh, the product business, what have you been thinking about lately? I mean, we get a lot of support requests, and some of them are certainly, you know, how, how do I do this? I, I need help with this thing, this feature of Transistor. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, general confusion, or maybe it's an actual bug and something's broken and we have to go and fix it. But we also get a lot of, hey, I see you do this. I would love it if if it did this as well. Mm, yeah. And I think a lot of times it's after we launch something or, or like release something new uh, and people use it and they're like, oh, it'd be great if it did this. Did you think about this or what about this? I feel like you ha- kind of have to fight against like wanting to do all those things because some of them are great ideas. It's just that you can't really fit it into the current cycle. 
mm-hmm. or or we have thought about it and it's somewhere in some list of things we might want to do eventually. Mm-hmm. But I, I think I'm just wondering if every software business deals with that sort of cycle of we built this thing, it doesn't do everything, it does what we built it to do. Mm-hmm. Um, we had some opinions about it and left things out on purpose. Yeah. Versus like, we're going to spend a bunch of time to build everything under the sun to make this thing totally configurable to do every possible option that you could ever think of. I mean, I feel that too. Which is, I think, why some of this base camp religion appeals to us so much. (laughs) Because they have such strong... They just seem to be so... They have these opinions that are so strong in terms of what they're going to focus on and what they're not going to focus on. And I think, you know, I think we've seen this with bugs or like areas of the the app that are problematic that mm-hmm. we see pop up. We sort of, you know, make a note of, of these things that, that reoccur mm-hmm. that we should have fixed or just like cut out, just like remove it. Um, I'm like speaking about YouTube. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Which is so painful because so there are people that really enjoy that feature. I know it is. It is nice. I mean, it, it's I when it works, it it works great. It's just sometimes can be a little finicky. Yeah. Um, but then I think we also, you know, we've seen trends with people requesting something that we don't have that we will eventually turn into something that we do have, mm-hmm. uh, which is going to be our our next cycle of work. Yeah. Um, so, like, I don't want to just ignore the customers entirely. Mm-hmm. But but it's like every day we keep saying, "Oh yeah, that's a good idea." We've maybe we've thought about that. We don't have a timeline for it. Eventually, we'll do it. Yeah. But may, but maybe not. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it really is. Uh, warning: Here's a Justin metaphor coming up. <laughs> it really is like a a garden tending to a garden, and so you know you're you're working on your garden. And then you go over and, you know, you give your neighbor some cucumbers and they go, oh, this is great. Hey, do you have any carrots? And you go, ah, well, you know what? I didn't plant carrots this year. Maybe I'll do that next year. Yeah. And, you know, definitely, I mean, with a garden, there's constant weeding, there's constant, and there's a a yearly cycle of this year we're going to plant corn, beans, but we're not going to plant cabbage because that was a pain in the ass, right? Right, yeah. And then you plant all that stuff, and then, uh, you know, lo and behold, everyone wants cabbage. I'm like, oh, but then shoot. But then your neighbor from a year ago comes back and says, hey, where are those carrots you said you were going to plant? It's <laughs> <laughs> a really confrontational neighbor in this <laughs> metaphor. <laughs> hey, where are those carrots? Um Man, I've got an our neighbor Mike. <laughs> he like gives us a cucumber almost every single day. <laughs> it's just an old retired guy. Like we hear this knock at the door, we open it, and there's this old retired guy holding a huge <laughs> cucumber. <laughs> it always feels a little bit awkward taking it. Like oh. that's a pretty, it's f- uh, a pretty funny mental image. <laughs> We probably can't get out of this, but I think we can get better at saying no and and learning how to say no, learning how to say we're not going to do that or we're not going to do that now. 
Yeah. Yeah. We have no, we have no plans at the moment. Yeah. We have no plans at the moment or even, uh, sometimes that can be a little confrontational. Like, <laughs> uh, Hey, do you got any carrots? Hey, I've got no plans at the moment to plant any carrots, but I'll let you know if that change, you know, but what I've been trying to do lately, cause I think people just want to know, they want a little bit of transparency. And so what I've said is, Hey, we, we've got our next cycle planned. Uh, where we're going to be working on, you know, something. And after that, we'll consider what we work on next. And so there's this idea of like, yeah, we could consider this idea in the future, but it's always going to compete at the betting table, <laughs> to use the base camp terminology. It's always going to compete at the betting table for what we have the appetite for. We have also seen that sometimes waiting, even though... I want to build some of this stuff right away, but sometimes I want to build some of this stuff right away wrongly. Right. I'm, it, it's not, it shouldn't get built. And that anxiety you feel when someone's like, hey, this competitor's got this. Are you going to implement that? <laughs> and you go, well, maybe. Yeah, if I could do it in a day. But the, even then, the right way. maybe not. Right. When we've waited, we've seen how some of these things play out. You know, the thing that everybody had to have. It was kind of like my parents were like this growing up. I'd be like, Dad, I want a hypercolor (laughs) T-shirt. And he'd be like, well, why don't you just wait? I'd be like, Dad, everybody has one. Like, I need one. And, you know, you wait a couple weeks, and then all of a sudden, you know, those hypercolor shirts aren't so popular anymore. Right. Right? I haven't thought about those in a long time. I had one of those. Got butter on it and it stained and never got out. <laughs> the hypercolor, like, it worked for a little while. It was also kind of funny in that the, the whole idea was that people would touch your shirt with their sweaty hands and right. then their handprint would show up on your shirt. It was a little weird. <laughs> <laughs> so... You know, it's hard to tell sometimes. Is this going to yeah. be the next hypercolor or is this going to be something that lasts? Yeah, I mean, yeah, going back to our YouTube feature, which we just built, I think, with, I don't know if anyone necessarily would have requested it. Mm. I don't think that came, I, I don't it know did, if I... It did come from some customers that were asking did it? for okay. it. Yeah. I honestly don't remember, but... But it is a very, it's, it is kind of, uh, wouldn't it be cool if feature right uh and again i have had some customers say this is the main reason i went with you so for sure sometimes there's going to be a thing that people go i i need this thing i know from my friends like spencer fry at podia he removed this feature (laughs) that i used all the time in podia which was uh, the ability to book a time slot in your calendar and charge for it, like a, a consulting call. Mm-hmm. I use that all the time. And I'm sure there was other users that liked it too. But he made the hard decision to remove it from the app. And I'm sure it ticked off some users. But maybe it was only 1% of the users. Right. And he was willing to do that because he felt like it would make the product better. Yeah, or it required a lot of hand-holding and support. 
Maybe. Yeah, he was just he was thinking about the 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 app long term, and he's like, we can't, we're not going to be able to maintain this over the long haul. So let's just pull off the band aid now, get rid of it. Right. So I yeah I I mean this it is really hard, especially once you get into it and people are requesting stuff, and you have to you have to make these decisions, your these weighted. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's tough. I do think when you're working on software, it is like tending to a garden. You, it, we're going to be, you know, weeding it. We're going to be making decisions about what we plant next as long as we're running it. And I think one of the things we want to ask, and maybe this transitions into what I wanted to talk about, which is, are we still enjoying the journey? <laughs> so I was listening to the 100th episode of the Art of Product podcast. Uh-huh. And uh, he was catching up with some folks, and he has this. He he mentions Jason Cohen, and something Jason Cohen said on his blog. So one thing I want to thank you for actually is you have a post uh, on your blog, and the gist is sort of you're doing a good job if you're enjoying the journey. Yeah. And so you talked about making sure, like checking in and making sure you're having a good time. And so we actually added this to our retro questions that we do most weeks. And so like, how can we enjoy the journey more? Like, how are we feeling? Are we struggling with anything? How can we have, like, more fun with this? So uh, I think that's been useful for us, and I wanted to thank you for that that idea. Jason says, you know, you're doing a good job if you're enjoying the journey. And, yeah, what do you think about that? Are we still enjoying the journey? Are you you enjoying the journey right now? Yeah, I'm I'm enjoying the journey. Uh, I mean, there's certainly days where I need to take a break. (laughs) wake up a little grumpy. Uh, But yeah, I mean, overall, yeah, it's, I mean, it would be a shame if I didn't considering, you know, we both just went full time on this recently. Yeah. (laughs) It would be, (laughs) it would be kind of a, kind of a shame if, if this soon in, we were like, this is the worst. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, No, I mean, it's, there's definitely still some adjustment. Um, but overall, I, I still enjoy it. I mean, the, the, obviously, the positives definitely outweigh any any negatives or annoyances that come with it. Mm-hmm. What What is uh, tooth questions there? What makes you grumpy right now? Well, sometimes if it's, I mean, has it's related to just if I didn't sleep well. Obviously, um, I don't know. I, I think I can sometimes uh, feel like I didn't get enough done mm-hmm. in a particular day, or something's taking too long. Um, or I'm like stuck on something or I'm trying to do too many things at once. And it just, I, sometimes it can just affect my, my mood for a couple of days mm-hmm. until I sort of finish one thing and I'm like, all right, this is fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And the second thing was what, what's been difficult for you in terms of adjusting to this new kind of life? Um, I think it's just that the, the schedule is so open and so free form. Yeah, some days I'll start later and like, I don't know, feel bad about it. Mm. Um, it's, I think it's just an overall adjustment, I think, of the schedule itself or lack of schedule and combined with just working with, I think, less humans. Mm-hmm. There's definitely like a human component to it that is still an adjustment. Like you're used to going into an office and seeing all these folks. Yeah, yeah. Seeing all these folks that you just like randomly talk to, and even if they're not working for the same company necessarily, but yeah. 
Yeah. Has, has that new office helped a bit? Um, a bit. It's fairly empty some, t- some days, but I think that'll change. Yeah, I can see that being an adjustment of every day you're going into an office and you're seeing the same people and especially the cards office. I mean, even on the weekends when I was there, it was always kind of bumping. Like there's people making stuff and people brewing coffee and... Yeah, coming in and out recording podcasts or there was an art studio you could make stuff in. Yeah, it was... Um... So that's, yeah, I think that's that's most of it. I think that's a good question. That uh, Ben mentioned that with Tuple, the three partners are asking that question in there. They do these retrospectives, where, which is, how could we enjoy the journey more? And I think one of the answers to that is is to just talk about it more, mm-hmm. which is like, oh, man, uh, you know, yesterday... I decided to work from home because I thought I was, well, first of all, I needed to take care of my kids. And so that flexibility was nice, but uh, I was hoping to work from home and then take them mountain biking. And it ended up raining. And so I was kind of spending the whole day in this in-between zone of I'm going to be doing some work, but eventually I'm going to go, but then I didn't go. And so then I'm just at home. And also ever since New York, I've had a really hard time sleeping. And so I've been kind of off and on and my, my schedule's messed up. And yesterday was a bad day for me. I, and there's just a few things I've learned over time. Partly, I think by talking about it, when I work from home, I don't have a good day. Mm -hmm. It's the, it's the, like the, I I get really annoyed at my kids because you know, they're like dad's home. And so they're asking me questions. I don't have a good work set up there. I'm usually sitting at the kitchen table and at my office, I have a standing desk and I'm standing all day and I, you know, I feel good. Yeah. It's hard to focus. It's just hard to focus, I think. And then you feel like you don't get anything done. Yeah. Yes. Because it's the wrong context. Mm-hmm. And I think one way I could enjoy the journey more is for me to be more honest with myself about like, hey, am I even getting anything done today? Or am I going and checking our support and answering some things and then going to Reddit and then going to Twitter. And then I know I'm like really, when I'm ping-ponging between Reddit, Twitter, LinkedIn. Yeah. Like, it's like I'm going to LinkedIn now just to look for some sort of like, some, what am I doing? Yeah, I guess at that point, do you just like hang it up for the day <laughs> and go, I'm going to go just do something else? Well, I think that's because I didn't enjoy yesterday. Yeah. And it's I, I, I was basically just penalizing myself right i'm just i'm 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 making myself suffer because i feel like i should be working all day it was dumb i should have just right. done something else yeah yeah i've definitely definitely had days like that and then it's the end of the day and you're like well i didn't i didn't do something else but i also didn't do much work yeah so like what's the point <laughs> <laughs> so i think that'd be a good question for us to 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 talk about um, let's pause here. I have another thought related to this, but let's pause here and talk about Active Campaign. They're one of our sponsors. They make it easy to create email automation campaigns. They'll help you put the right content in front of the right people at the right time. They just introduced predictive sending, which sends each individual a message at the time they're most likely to open it. So if I open my emails at 7 a.m. Pacific, which is when I open my emails, they will learn that that's when I open my emails and they'll send it at that time, 
really cool stuff. If you want to try this yourself, head over to activecampaign.com slash build your SaaS, and you can start a free trial, get a second month free, get two free one-on-ones, plus you'll be supporting the Build Your SaaS show. So thanks to them. So related to what we were just talking about, I think one benefit we've had that I'm really thankful for is that this has felt fun for me from the beginning, mostly because we got traction quickly. Yeah. I think if we were working on this for months and years, and it was like trying to squeeze you know, lemon juice out of a lemon that had already been squeezed three or four times. <laughs> um, I, I think that would be hard. And I'm thankful that we did do some homework and we chose a market that seemed to be growing, that seemed to have some, some things happening in it. Mm-hmm. We chose a market that we had experience in and all of that added up, of course, there's no guarantees, but all of that added up to being in this place where it's like, of course, this is fun because, and I'm sure some listeners are thinking this right now, well, of course, you're having fun because it's making money. <laughs> right. Right? That definitely, yeah, it would, I think it would certainly be a different story if it wasn't, if it wasn't making money. I mean, it, it kind of ties into like, it is part of the fun of it is that we have customers that use it and love it and get a lot out of it. And, and even, you know, even doing this show, which is separate, but still part of it is, is rewarding in its own right, because we get feedback from people that like the things that we talk about have really impacted them in a, in a positive way. Yeah. And it's all kind of part of it, right? Again, I think, I think we would do this show even if nobody was listening because it's been so helpful. But it is encouraging and it is more fun when stuff is happening. And I, my talk from Laracon just went live. And this is part of what I talked about, which was this feeling of being in my mid-30s and watching all of these other people around me, my peers, kind of get success and it just felt like I was pushing this big rock uphill and nothing was really happening for me and it resonated with a lot of people I've never had that many people come up to me after a talk and I think it was because they resonated with this idea of yeah it's not very fun when you're working on something and you're putting everything you've got into something And it's just not happening. And I've been thinking about that idea a lot because on one hand, I don't think life is just a straight hockey stick. Like you don't just, you know, you don't just get to like start something and have it succeed automatically just because you started it. No. But on the other hand, it seems like all of the successful entrepreneurs and founders that I follow, and again, maybe this is, uh, this is uh, survival bias, but like folks like Richard Branson will say, you know, I'll try something new, but if it doesn't feel right, I just stop doing it. They have an eject button that I think is faster than 
you know, the way that we might <laughs> eject. Right. That I think we allow ourselves, or at least I'll speak for myself, I, I've allowed myself to suffer for way longer than I should have. And sometimes that's just because you got to, you got to pay the bills. And so you're just grinding and just, you know, working really hard and putting more energy into something than you should. Like you're squeezing the lemon just because you need whatever comes out of it. (laughs) (laughs) I I would, anyone who's listening, I I think there's something there and I I know it's not easy to hear. So I, I don't know what to, I don't, but do you know what I'm saying? I, yeah, I know what you're saying. <laughs> uh, I don't know if I could say it differently. I just, I just think that's important that people evaluate what they're doing. And if, if it isn't, like Jason Cohen is saying that for a reason. If you're not having fun, you know, maybe it's not worth doing because you, it's so hard. Like Steve Jobs says this, like if, you're, if you don't really like what you're doing... Stop doing it because being an entrepreneur or being a product person is so hard. If you don't enjoy the process, then you're just going, you're not going to survive, right? Right. Yeah, I think, yeah, if, if you're doing it and, and really not enjoying it, I think that can really wear a person down. Exactly. And, I, you know, Steve, <laughs> Steve is saying it's hard, but on the other hand, Apple had traction, Right. Like if if he was working on something and just nobody was using Apple products, I think that would have been harder. Right. And I, I, I think all of these things kind of play into it. And so anyway, worth thinking about. Let's move on to uh, something we also talked about last week. Summer slowdown. Did, it sounds did we, like a it sounds like a wrestling, like the <laughs> the WrestleMania Summer Slowdown, the Summer Slowdown, Summer Slamdown, the Summer Summer Slowdown. <laughs> it's like slow motion wrestling. Yeah. <laughs> it's like every every uh, I want to say every episode, but that's not how wrestling works. Every match is like four days long. Right. It's super slow. The summer. SAS slowdown, which is something we talked about last week, right? We said uh, our growth had slowed down here in August. Yeah, and this is our first like real full summer mm-hmm. we launched in late summer, late mm-hmm. middle summer. Yeah, uh, and obviously it was just—I mean, it was going to grow. Well, that wasn't a given, but yeah, it was growing. It was growing well, and we didn't have anything to compare it to, so. Yeah, we we got the we we doubled MRR basically, so we grew by fifty percent that first yeah uh, that first month. So yeah, we're down. Uh, what does this say? We're down thirty five percent compared to July. Yeah. Uh, in terms of growth, again, um, not in terms of revenue. We're up in terms right. of revenue, but growth is it down. Is, it is slowed down. Yes. Yeah. So is it? I mean, it, I think we're we're hearing that it is a thing, mm-hmm. but is there like any evidence of wh- why? I think it is because because of those things we mentioned before, which is just people are on vacation, people are not in full. I mean, even us, we're we're putting big projects off until September, 
so people might have been talking about, hey, let's start that podcast. And then it's like, well, yeah. are we really really ready for this? Like you're gone two weeks and how are we going to have a weekly podcast? Let's, if you're let's go to the lake instead. Yeah, mm. let's go to the lake. Uh, but this is definitely a thing. I've, I've actually been looking in my inbox and I'm getting tons of uh, SaaS companies emailing me with like 30% off annual deals. Uh, so, and it, there's huh. an uptick in these. Okay. So it's a pattern of, I think a lot of SaaS companies right now are, they're in a slow period as well. And they're like, we want to hit our numbers. And so they're trying to juice it a little bit. Yeah. I think, I think this is a thing. This one company has a 30% off pro yearly plan expires in 24 hours, you know, like (laughs) make sure you lock in your deal right now, lock in the deal right now. Uh, By the way, anyone who is listening, (laughs) if you, if you upgrade to annual plan, an annual plan on transistor, you get two months free. Not everyone knows that. It's a good deal. So if you want to start a podcast, now's the time. Uh, There's also a blog post from Nathan Berry, where he was just kind of giving an update. And uh, he was saying, you know, they've actually been growing uh, a bit faster in the summer this year. But historically, he says, the summer is really slow for ConvertKit. Hmm. So I think it's, it's sometimes it's just nice knowing, okay, it's not just us. Uh, there's also a, a tweet from uh, Josh Anderton who said... Uh, any other SaaS companies seeing that revenue generally drops in the summer? I thought it was just me. So, all right, yeah, well, it's good to know we're not good, alone. In good that. to know. Good to know. And also, and also, good to remember for next summer when we either want to have promotions, <laughs> yeah, 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 or just remember that it's okay to like take a break. I mean, I, that's the thing is like, just because sales slow down doesn't mean it's okay to for us to slow down, or does it mean that we have to ramp up our marketing or mm. just try something different for those months, which I guess is what the people doing the promotions are trying to do. These are good questions. My, my friend Paul Jarvis, he stops doing a lot of his regular stuff in the summer. So he has a really popular email newsletter and he never misses a Sunday. But in the summer, he'll say, hey, I'm taking a break. So during the regular year, he never misses a Sunday. Every Sunday, you're going to get a newsletter from Paul. But in the summer, I'm taking a break. Uh, he also has a podcast. Uh, he has a couple podcasts. He pauses them all in the summer. Huh. And it's not because he's not working. He still keeps working. But he wants to minimize his obligations and do more traveling, have time to think, have time to explore different ideas, maybe do some really deep work. Like he's redoing one of his courses right now. He's re-recording all the videos for it. Him and Jack Ellis are coming out with a new version of Fathoms. They're working on that. So there is something about the, the, you know, the, the seasonality of that, that maybe, uh, and I've, I've been terrible at this about saying, okay, for the summer, I'm going to slow down. Instead, I'm just caught in that in-between we talked about, which is... <laughs> right, like, checking Reddit instead and being like, oh, yeah. this doesn't work. Yeah, this... <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, it's a good a good reminder for next summer. Yes, yeah, so I think that's something we want to flag is, you know, why don't we just plan on summer is less obligations, maybe less podcast recording, 
so or let's maybe put, let's put that in the calendar right now. July first, slow down. July first, slow down. <laughs> let's yeah, let's do that. And listener, you can do this too. I'm just going to fast forward to slow down. Tw- refer to episode seventy two. Yeah, July first, twenty twenty. That's a weird uh, idea. Uh, so July first, twenty twenty will be Canada Day. But on the second, July second, I'll say slow down. I'm going to invite you to this uh, event, John. (laughs) (laughs) We'll see how much of a dumpster fire the world is in in July 2020. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Who knows where it'll be. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, and you know what I think we really need to do is the previous week on the uh, 25th, I'm going to put a different event called Prepare to Slow Down. (laughs) Right? Okay. That's the thing. We need to we need to do that. Actually, while we're on this while we're on this, I think we should also do this for December. December 23rd. No, maybe even before that. I think December 16th we should have a prepare to slow down. Yeah. Right. And then a slow down through like the new year. Yeah. I know a lot of design design agencies do that. They just sort of like shut down for like two weeks because there's just no there's no work to do. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't know if it's unique to them in particular, but I've noticed that from friends that either work there or own their own design agencies. Yeah, yeah. If it's and if it's in the calendar, I mean, we could even we could slow down from the nineteenth until the second if we wanted to. I mean, we haven't really defined what slowdown means, but I think part of what it means is we're not recording new podcast episodes. We're not working on anything major. We are, if we want, we're not going to the office. We're yeah, we might we might be just researching or experimenting or reading a book. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I I picked up the the Disney biography again. I, I made it about halfway through, and. Just reading about someone that's completely out of our industry and just looking at all the mistakes he made and thinking about them and all of the problems. Like one thing I'm seeing right now is all of the problems he had because he hired so many people and contrasting that with you and I, I can just see like, wow, you really do need to consider whether you want to grow because Mm -hmm. it adds all of this other stuff, you know? Yeah, it's a whole another layer of complexity and management. and But it's refreshing to get outside of your regular routine and be exposed to stuff like that. Right. Uh, wh- let's end with this, because this has been on our dock forever, and I would love to hear what our listeners have to say. Are enterprise customers worth it? I can't remember if we've talked about this. Have we? Uh, no, I don't think so. I think it's been sitting in our notes for a while. I mentioned this on Twitter and I got a DM from Des Trainer, who's the founder of Intercom. And he, um, uh, he mentioned that, uh, the, I, I might want to think more deeply about this, <laughs> but <laughs> I, w- what I was tweeting was, you know, okay, here's the story. I had a conference call with a really impressive, well-respected organization. And there's a part of me that would love to have them on Transistor as a customer, it would mean multiple accounts. It would mean multiple podcasts. But at the end of the call, I ended up recommending them to a competitor. And the reason was I just started to get the wrong feeling. 
Like they had all these requirements that would be difficult to build and support. They had all of this due diligence we would have had to do. Right. Uh, actually, we're going through something with another corporation right now where we have to sign all this stuff. And I keep thinking, like, they're signing up for a year, this customer, but a year with us at the $99 plan is like 1000 bucks or something. Right. And I'm just like, man, as soon as I have to sign three documents with multiple revisions per document, yeah, is it worth it? Right. I mean, what's, yeah, what's your time worth in that, in that respect? And so, you know, just thinking, these customers generally require enterprise levels of security, support, features, procurement. And I'm just wondering, like, man, I wonder if it's worth it. Yeah. Well, I mean, maybe that's... We don't really have an enterprise plan that yeah. guarantees any of that. Yeah. Or even makes it worthwhile. <laughs> so maybe that's the other part. Right, right, right. Like we have a competitor that charges $500,000 a year for an account. (laughs) (laughs) That's absurd to me. Yeah. I mean, which is why I think folks like, I mean, Ben Ornstein's mentioned this because Tuple sells a lot of kind of uh, team plans where you get multiple seats and he's like, the money's pretty good, you know? Um, Yeah. And again, Intercom... I think makes a lot of revenue. We've seen from Slack's uh, IPO filings that they, they're, it's like, where does all their revenue come from? How, how come Slack doesn't listen to my feedback? I'm on this important <laughs> two-person team right? that's free. <laughs> how come they're not listening? It's being subsidized by corporation, mega corporation C. Corporate America. Yeah. Although we are, we're a C corp. We're, we're a part of corporate America. <laughs> yeah, we are. <laughs> we're just not we're not big like i think like microsoft is a big customer of theirs uh you know they had a big list of all the big companies that pay them tons of money Hmm. and i think part of the idea is yeah you know some of the difficulty increases but yeah the money i'd say i'd say generally it's probably worth it if you have if you don't have to make too many um concessions and yeah or like custom changes Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, and you have maybe a a plan that's priced appropriately to like deal with the initial amount of work to get them on board yeah and maybe if you're still having fun right if 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 you're if you're like i have a, a another friend who has a web agency and his full-time job is filling out RFPs. Doesn't sound like fun to me. No. I don't, I don't know. I've, I, don't, I don't think I want that. So anyway, listener, I would love to hear what you have to say. Reach out to us and let us know if you've been positively impacted or negatively by serving enterprise customers. Talking about our favorite listeners, John, why don't you thank our Patreon supporters? All right. Thanks, as always, to our supporters. Uh, we have Evandro Sassy. Sasse. Sasse? Could be. Sass? Uh, could be. <laughs> uh, Yumna Schembecker. Yeah, he actually reached out and he said, you said his name well, perfectly. Cool. So I just call him PD, but you can. Oh, yeah, PD. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, ben, Noah Prale, David Colgan. Robert Simplicio, Colin Gray from Alitu.com, 
Josh Smith, Ivan Kirkovic, Brian Ray, Miguel Pedrofita, Shane Smith, Austin Loveless, Simon Bennett, Corey Haynes, Michael Sitver, Paul Jarvis and Jack Ellis, Dan Buda. DanBuda.com. Oh, yeah. Let me check out. I, I got to visit every once in a while, see if Dan's put anything new here. Oh, this is a little bit new. Yeah, I'm not sure he has. He's still looking. He's he's still looking for uh, he's still looking for some coding jobs. Oh down yeah, in Austin, Texas, reach out to danbuda.com. Yeah, what, what are you what, waiting for? He he's a bass player in a very amateur Metallica cover band. <laughs> that for that reason alone, you should be hiring him. What's wrong with you people? Danbuda.com. <laughs> uh, our friend Darby Frey, Samori Augusto, Dave Young, Brad from Canada, Sammy Schuchert. Dan Erickson, Mike Walker, Adam Devander, Dave Junta. Junta. <laughs> Kyle Fox at getrewardful.com. And our sponsors this week, ProfitWell and Active, Active Campaign. Thanks, everyone. And we will see you next week. Podcast hosting is provided by Transistor.fm. They host our MP3 files, generate our RSS feed, provide us with analytics, and help us distribute the show to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. If you want to start your own podcast or you want to switch to Transistor, go to Transistor.fm slash Justin and get 15% off your first year.